All right. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I'm your host. And our special guest is professional mixed martial artist Fidel Paulino. Fidel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Miguel. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm very excited for this conversation today. Me too. I me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so um, you know, we met maybe a month or two ago at a gym. And uh I like training and I've done all kinds of training and I've done the military and I've done the military training and I grew up wrestling and athletic. And uh there is something, there's a distinct difference between exercise and then fighting whether it's combat sport or military because the the similarities are are you know you just can't get away from the similarities and the first question i have for you is what did you recognize about yourself when you chose to put your energy and effort into becoming a professional mixed martial artist uh yeah what i noticed about myself when I decided to focus all my energy into that profession is that it's what I've wanted to do. So I was being myself and it was um, a clear path for me to follow because I knew what I, what I wanted to do from an early age, I, I knew that it was something that came natural to me and I steered into it. And usually in mixed martial arts, what happens is that people steer away from it and that's what holds them back. Um, as long as you steer into it, I, th I think you will have success. Everybody gets injured, everybody goes through hardships and everybody has reasons to stay out but those that always come back usually have success over time. Um, so I think an easier, uh, a simplified version of that answer is just that I found more of what I already knew about myself. And I learned even more so about myself going into that experience. Now, you said a couple of things that I was kind of like, that's interesting. I got to ask you a little bit more about that. You said it came natural. Yeah. That, that the the combat, the, the 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 motivation or the the direction to go into combat sports. What age? Like when did you? You know, sometimes we recognize these things about ourselves when we're really young, and it just doesn't happen until later on because we're too, we're really young. You know, did, was it something like that? Or how did that how, yeah. how did how did how did how did fighting become natural? I think you hit that, that on the head. I started early because uh, I was I grew up in New York City, and where I grew up, uh, well, where I went to school, there was two schools and one set of buildings. So we would get on the yard at eight a.m. It was a shared uh, playground between the two schools. So from eight to about eight thirty a.m., we were all on the same playground, and they would fight every morning. And I would, you know, I would be part of it. So that happened for uh, a couple of years of my youth. So I got very used to it and it was normal. It became normalized to me. And I moved eventually into a nicer uh, part of New York. I moved to Long Island and then I got away from it as much. Um, it was still in me, 
I, I started wrestling, football, baseball. Always played baseball from the age of six, but the fighting thing is a natural thing. The way you describe training from fighting, yeah, I believe fighting is more of a natural thing and you train for certain situations, if that makes sense. It does. It makes perfect sense. And and that's that's uh so let me let me go back. Let me let me continue on. Let me continue on with the with the timeline here. So you're you're in New York and and uh you move and the fighting stop, it slows down, but you still have you still have like a an energy inside you. Like you know what I'm saying? It's kind of, and, and it was athletic. It was the outlets were athletic. I had very similar things, but I did not have the fighting part of it. I my my dad was a wrestling he was into wrestling, and so he had wrestling coach. So I came up that way. So it was a little bit different. But I understand that there's, you know, drives. And when you said steer your, you, when you steer into it, and it, I'm trying to figure out the right way to say this, man. Because we've talked about it before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've yeah, talked yeah. about this I before. I know what you're hinting at, but you know, go ahead. You know, it's, it's the choice to steer into it. You know, that is a big difference between training and then doing what you said comes naturally. Like that ability is in the person and the training refines and polishes it. So when you had that, you're, you're, you're coming up after you're in Long Island. That's where we were, Long Island, after Long Island. Yes, sir. How old were you? And and when you were you like, uh, like going, you know what? I think I'm going to keep on this path. Yeah, so I was about 18 years old. I graduated in 2014, and that's when we moved to Florida from Long Island. So my senior year, I had already been wrestling for a couple of years. I went through a knee surgery that got me out of wrestling, and that's why I started doing jujitsu. So I had gone to a couple gyms in locally in Long Island, and it wasn't a big scene out there where I was, but I knew that I had a natural ability and as I got to closer to graduating, I didn't know exactly what route I was going to take as far as college. And I had that kind of pressure from my parents. So I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And they ended up selling that house and coming down to Florida. And I just came with them and I joined a junior college down here. But before I even signed up for school, I, I had already signed up for the jujitsu gym. Uh, so I was already training in jiu-jitsu and focusing on that because I knew I wanted to fight MMA. So somewhere while I was on Long Island and I was going to these gyms locally and I realized that there wasn't that much experience out there. I knew that I could do it, you know. Um, so when I came down here, I had that focus. I went to school and I didn't, I couldn't see it in my mind, piece it together what I was going to do with it. So I dropped out. Just kept training. I trained for a year. I got my blue belt pretty quickly in jujitsu. Then I transitioned to MMA and I started taking fights in kickboxing first. So I did jujitsu a bit and then I got into kickboxing, put it together, and I got into MMA from there. Took about a year. Wow, man. Now, I've seen, I haven't seen you train at a pro session, but I've seen you train at the gym that I train at. And, it, and you know, and man, there's something different about movement you can see that there's a difference in somebody who's a professional <laughs> and, and it's like you know what i'm saying there's just a difference there's a there's a major difference and uh you came down to florida and 
you said uh you said something something about it wasn't in my vision or like school so i dropped out of school but i kept the vision part what was the picture what was the picture that you had what was the picture that you had for yourself i didn't know what path i was going to take as far as education i didn't know what i would do with my degree i could not envision a future for myself that was a regular nine to five or a job. I see what you're saying. And I think that that's, that is something that, I mean, I mean, we were post pandemic, right. And, and the traditional nine to five business hours still exist, but the opportunity to work outside of that is it's, it's, it's pretty amazing in this 21st century. Right. And, um, I've had that kind of. I, I did a career in the military, and here's the funny thing, man, is I re- I recognized about myself that I was not inspired academically, K through twelve at all, <laughs> at all. I wasn't inspired at all. I had some teachers that forced me to do some things right, and they're the ones that actually cared. And that, and I remember those teachers. It wasn't until college that. I tried marijuana for the first time. I'll get into this later. We're, we're going to touch on this later because I got other questions. Sure. But there is a, I, I'm, I'm pointing to the power of vision. Yes. When we have that for ourselves. And you know what I'm thinking of? I'm actually thinking of a song called uh, The Importance of Being Idle. And it sounds bad, but I'm going to just go over. The, here's why I'm saying this because the lyrics, he's like, I'll because the, the 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 this lyric sums it all up. I can't get a life if my heart's not in it. Right, and that is something that I think a lot of us, you know, take a path that isn't supposed to be for us. They don't recognize what's natural for them, and they go, "You know what? I'm going to try to force my way into this," and they don't they don't seem like they're as happy because they're forcing it. And that's, what's interesting about meeting people who, who, who go, you know what? I recognize this about myself and I'm going in this, and in that direction. Right. And um, I think that that's just the norm. Unfortunately in society, it's tough. I don't, I, I've struggled with it. That's why I have to stay on my path. You know, I don't think I could conform. It's a, it's a funny thing. And that's why I said it's, and then here's the thing. I ended up joining the military, man, which is all about conformity. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. And that's what, it's kind of funny. When I look back at my life and I look at these things, I'm like, that is just odd. It's just kind of funny how those things work Absolutely. out. Yep. Now it's the training. It's this, you have to, the, the you have to always conform to a certain lifestyle to get what you want or to have success. And we've, now this is now the, the fight of life. We've talked about the fight of life before, and that's exactly where we're at right now. We're, we're, we're going right into that. And cause you said, I think that's pretty much the norm for everybody. And I agree. And it, it is written. And that's, what's, that's really cool to meet people in this world who their talents and abilities line up with their path in life you know what i'm saying it's like and and i i didn't i wasn't able to do that i was not able to do that which is why i'm really encouraged by people i meet 
who are doing it. And they're of all ages. You know what I mean? They're all of all ages. You know what I mean? And that's what's really cool is to meeting people who are like, you know what? From this age on, I knew that I wanted yeah. to do that. I, I think that sounds lucky. I think this for something like that to line up, you have to forge it that way. It's choices. Choices involved. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you this real quick. Do you believe in luck? <laughs> uh, to an extent. To yeah. an extent? Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah. Right I would say so. I've seen it. <laughs> I hear you. I understand. I understand. Okay. So the fight of life. And we've talked about how combat sports individually combat sports specifically so i'm not talking about football or hockey or anything like that because those are definitely combat sports i mean you're getting people are getting absolutely <laughs> you know those are serious combat sports that have been domesticated for sunday after so for sundays <laughs> yeah domesticated right. for sundays so the fight of life and it, it being a micro a microcosm or not a microcosm but just a an illustration for the bigger fight of life that we go through. And that's why I find that all fascinating because if we, I think if, 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 cause when you said, I think it's, it's more of a lucky thing and, and it's choices. I agree. It's, it's choices. And it's, it's like if, if, if more people can step back and go, Whoa, okay. And they can say, this is the, this I have a big, bit. I've heard people describe it as opening the aperture or just having a bigger perspective. But basically, yeah. it's kind of like the individual taking the imagination that they have and saying, okay, let me take my imagination away from it, the presuppositions, and look at what's around me. And maybe I'll walk into the thing that I am naturally gifted at. And that's what's kind of funny about this is that, and I think that, I think that might be, and let me know if I'm wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong. That might be the place where you're saying it's lucky where somebody actually, the way you describe it, the way I describe it, you describe it, two different things, right? The illustrations are different, but the, sure. the, the realization or the revelation of, hey, there's something else beyond my imagination. Because that's a, that's a hard thing for a lot of people to get over is we have futures and we have visions of what our lives are going to be like. And it's a picture. And we have, we have scenes along the way, right? Yes. Yeah. Scenes along the way. And then in those scenes, we actually have the fight of life in our own imagination. We sometimes put those barriers in front of us on purpose. And sometimes we don't have to because life brings them. I'm right there with, I, I follow a hundred percent. You, uh, you said something, uh, where where you notice or i'm sorry if, I, if i'm forgetting exactly that's what all right saying, go ahead there's a i i know exactly what you mean i can pick i remember exactly a conscious thought when i was younger of wanting to step outside of my current imagination so that i could see the bigger picture of what i could actually be doing where i am at I, that, exactly what you were referencing i i had that conscious thought at 18 you know so i remember thinking that exactly what you just mentioned and i think that those moments can be achieved through several different ways right it can be a a, a near-death experience it can be a psychedelic experience it can be 
just an, an exhilarating, adrenalized experience. It can be many different things that can trigger you to see the bigger picture for a second. Right? And yeah. I think that those moments of clarity can definitely bring you to a different place of your life if, if you follow it, right? If you go with it. And that's what I think that's what we've kind of been alluding to those, this whole conversation where it's um, where you said you decided to where you decide or when you know. And the difference is when you commit to it, when you steer into it. Yeah. It can be seen as um, like a delusion. Right. <laughs> I know what you mean, because you're focusing your life's energy onto one thing. And a lot of people, Correct. a lot of people when. um around their 40s and 50s or even older and sometimes younger when they talk about the drive that they had as they're forging their life right that's often there's like yeah i was just i was just crazy i was like super hyper focused and you know i was just you know what i mean and and that's that's something i think that comes natural also and and this is why this is why where that gets focused when one recognizes what their abilities are and then they go in that direction, that is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And uh, I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. man, it is. It is because here's the thing. I haven't, I haven't, I've been, I watched your, I saw a video, a fight of you on YouTube and it said, uh, it's, you showed, you did like, yeah, I had this fight. And I was like, Whoa, that's pretty wild to see what you went through, to see what you went through. I mean, this is, so this is, uh it's a it's in a yard you know you got four po four posts in a boxing ring and a, the, there's no canvas it's the grass and uh yeah. and that was you know the word crazy often gets used <laughs> because we lack the vocabulary to describe you know what i mean yeah. sometimes or else we just don't want to use it but it was not crazy it was it was the ability to keep going and it's like was was evident in that fight and yes. it was it was i mean you got hurt you got hurt bad and you popped right back up and you knocked the other person out and uh that was that when you when you see i'm you know I'm, right now i'm trying to put words to it too because i'm picturing <laughs> it, i'm picturing it in my head and i'm just like wow that is that's something that most people don't get up from that's what i'm getting it's a combination say. of a lot of things right that happen very quickly right because you've trained for situations like this that's why training does happen in case you do end up in a bad situation you know what to do and also that's the spirit you rely on as a fighter that's what is your backbone i think that keeps you there and you also have conscious thought <laughs> right and then there's all there's the all the time <laughs> and this this is no. sorry go ahead go ahead for now no it's fine um i think it's just a combination of the three things all in one and it that's why it comes off and may, it may be it may appear as crazy as a decision to to make to compete in certain something like that um but I believe that it was a decision for a certain style of career path and image. And, you know, there was the reasoning behind it that was beyond just the physical fight. 
Right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I wasn't, I hate, I'm not saying it was, I was saying that, that word because it, it's, you hear it, you hear it all the time, especially because mixed martial arts is becoming mainstream. You know what I mean? We were talking about this where combat sports are more popular now, I think. And, you know, I'm not going back to the Roman gladiator days. Of course, that was different, but we're going in that direction. It's kind of like people are seeing physical sure. combat and then you then you juxtapose that with the fight of life and then you're like wow i mean that fight was i don't want i didn't want to say oh that fight was crazy man that fight. No, no, no that was that was seeing someone what you just said because you said you know that's the spirit that comes that's your backbone and that's what you rely on and that is that that's that We've talked about this one before, the micro and the macro. This is what's really fascinating about doing this with life and then applying it and looking at it from the macro and going, you know what? Just like you said, I think we all go through things like this. We all go yeah. through moments in life where we have choices to make. And it's going to sound cliche. It's going to sound cliche, but but you're a nice guy, Fidel. Well, thanks you too, you know Miguel. I mean? And that's the thing, right? That's, and, and that's that what is you it. said to me. You said, uh, well, I recognize, you know, you 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 were part of this thing. And when I see you here, you're so kind and just chill, you know. So I know there's some sort of balance mechanism in there yeah. that's working for you or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's the same thing with you, right? Same thing. It goes both ways. So it, exactly, that's, yeah. That's why we're having this conversation, right? Because there's being able to manage those um, extremes and and maintain a balance, right? Know? And now I so everybody has that. And this is this is what's interesting, and this is where this is where um, I'm gonna take everything we've been talking about and and go. You know what? Everybody has that. Everybody has the concept of of, of the potential for good and evil inside their heart. Everybody's got that. And then, like you said, we need training. And this is we're, we're going one layer beyond the individual. Now we're getting into so we're going so everybody needs training. And where do we go to get that training and 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 all these things in life? And I'm talking about in life, right? So so let's move to the uh second half. You ready? Yes, sir. Were you raised with any type of religion or philosophy or worldview or the absence of religion? Uh, so I'm I'm from the Dominican Republic. I grew up in New York City. My parents were Catholic. I was raised going to Catholic church on Sundays till about seven years old, maybe. Uh, I know I was going to do my communion. I never did it, my first communion. And my mom took me out of Sunday school once all these scandals started happening with the, the priest and things like that. Yeah. So she took me right out and haven't yeah. been back. <laughs> um, That's understandable. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I lost my, I stopped following, you know, pretty much since that, like organized religion in that sense. Um, in my youth, you know, I just, that was, that was the end of it for us. We we still believe in God, right? My mom would still believe in God. Um, I was always a curious kid. I remember my first day of kindergarten. Mind you, I was the only child, but I had cousins. I had lived in the Dominican Republic for a bit. So it's not like I'd never been isolated from people. 
But my first day of school, I remember coming back home and asking my mom, all right, how do I know that all those people are conscious like me? And what happens? Like, you know, I, I didn't, I, I was wondering very young and I wasn't, you know, sure of what happens after life. I even asked my mom, what happens if I go to heaven and you go to hell? And, what did she say? What and, did, she, did she have an answer well, or did she just say, I don't know? <laughs> interestingly enough, she told me that in my version of heaven, she would be there if I wanted her to be. Huh. So I think that opened my mind up more than she ever gave credit for. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but I was always pondering you know, afterlife and things as at an early age. Cool. Right on. Um, sorry, I've lost my track. With that's all right. That, that's all right, man. That's all right. Cause we can go right into it. So I know cause we've had some other conversations too. And that's what's, that's what's cool. Mm-hmm. How have you changed the way? So you still believe in God. How have you changed? How is the way you changed? How, ah, but I'm not even saying it right. How has the way you view the world changed since then, since you turned 18 or since you recognize that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and this does tie in perfectly with what we were talking about before. Um, I think that the training that you get for living, you have to go out and find the same way. I've gotten and found training for my martial arts path. You know, you have to go out there and find it for yourself. Um, I'm 27 and I think that I've gone through different experiences that most people probably never experienced, even in, within those areas. Uh, and then some things are luck, <laughs> like how we were. So that what I'm hinting at is that I became part of an American uh, Native American community when I was 18. My I didn't grow up with my father, and then he brought me out there, and we we became. Uh, he's been part of their uh, ceremony that they have once a year, and so I got invited through him. And would you call that luck? I'm not sure, but I know that many people never end up there at, at, to begin with. So that's something that opened up my interpretations of what things mean. Um, before that, I already had questions and I was already researching and I had changed my mind and my worldview and my thoughts on the afterlife, probably how any teenager would. You know, I don't think it was any different than most people, especially around my age. Um, but having these experiences, I think, opened me up going to uh, Native American ceremonies and just seeing how other people worship God, right? Yeah. I, I wasn't going to church before then. I had stopped. So I knew there were, there are other religions and different ways that people worship. And I've always believed in one God. You know, there's one true God. So it's different when you go to the Native American ceremonies and they'll call it the creator, right? So there are certain things you see that can make you question things, right? Sometimes they, 
they have they're they have like skulls of buffaloes they have all these different things but they're worshiping the animal in a different way they're using it for food and everything um but just thinking about those things may open up make you question what you're doing right and that you can go deep into that and become very skeptical of what is the right way to live right right or to worship god or yeah right exactly god. yeah um personally i think that you have to have a personal connection and relationship with god that's how i feel i think that your own relationship with your reality and nature and the world and God is unique to you. I agree. I agree with, with that. I agree with that concept because I believe the same thing too. And I know a lot of people who understand that there's some objective truths that work out subjectively in each of us because it is a personal connection. It's a personal connection. So, so you went out to Colorado, you you part you partook in some uh ceremonies and and learned that God can be worshipped in different ways. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm not saying I I didn't even partake in the the sacred medicines or anything like that. I was just dipping my toes and seeing what it was all about and just being in a different place. You know, I was a city kid came to Florida and then all of a sudden I'm out on a mountain with a bunch of very conscious people, you know, very conscious people. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> I like the way you described it. I like the way you described yeah, it. It was, uh, it, I didn't know what I was going through. I just felt overwhelmed by Almost the what I described it as was the nothingness because really you get there and you're there's not much you know you're just out there and there's people of course but you know especially coming from New York City or anything just you're you're so stimulated all the time yeah and I'm out there like okay so what do we do now what do we do now what's next you know so I had to really slow it down dial back a bit that's interesting that's interesting because. Uh dialing it back and getting away from things that are just like stimulating because that is what i just got done recording a podcast episode we were talking about we we're talking about that he and i are both gen xers and we we came across before cable television was even there and then you got cable tv where there's a, a cord to a box to the back of your tv mm -hmm. and you had the little dial on the side and the and uh of course, technology has taken off since then. So we, we've come across the century and the millennia, and now we all have handheld televisions in our pockets. And, Absolutely. Uh, the stimulation that people receive every single day, sight, sound, all that stuff, is tremendous. So I can imagine, I mean, and, and I have three little guys, and you know, I didn't grow up with touch pads, but if I grew up with a touch pad, I'd be wanting to play that thing too. I'd be like, that is cool. Let me, you know, let me get more of that. But for you to recognize that 
and to make this conscious conscious effort to understand other people's views of how they worship God at that early of an age is pretty cool because I think it's something that a lot of people think about, but they have a hard time applying it to their life because of some of the things we've been talking about. You know what I mean? Some of those, some of those ways that they view it. It's like if they view, they can only worship God one way. And that's, if that's kind of like the when I was talking about the blinders and the imagination, the it's, this is my this is someone's imagination for how they want to view or how they believe they're to to worship God, yeah. And to make a conscious choice to to not say that it's wrong, but just go, you know what? I know there's other stuff out there. There's other people out there. I want to I want to learn more too, and seek it. And to seek it. That's that's the thing. It is that's 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 the choice that we all have to make, right? That's the choice that we all have to make. We we feel these things, we know our lives are temporary. We're reminded about it every day. You you go everywhere, you see people of all ages. Yeah. All, and and then to seek it out, to seek it out and go after it. Those <laughs> those, those choices are pretty cool. So how would you, would you say you'd still believe in one true God? I mean, I heard you say that. I'm just like, but you say you believe in one true God. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to say there's one thing going on that we're all tuned into. I don't think that, I think that we're all running on the same reality. We might be coming from different points of view, but I think that there is, there's only one truth really. Right. <laughs> I yeah I agree I, I do agree and so <laughs> so when uh when when you got done so the way you viewed I'm trying to tie this in man and I want to do it in a way that I know we can do it and move right on into the next questions too yeah was it just that you understood that God could be worshipped differently. Or was there was there what was there anything else that you're like you know what my view of God and and because mine's changed since from when I was a kid I grew up Catholic and Mormon and I you know I'm not any of those things now yeah and, uh, I I heard one person describe going through something like that is is like looking at God from the other side of the coin okay does that make sense yeah. And that and that's where I'm kind of going with it. It's like how you view you still believe in one true God right now. <laughs> and yeah, this... do you do you think about do you think about like like because I don't so, formal I religion. Formal religion. So the the conversation on religion is, you know, always very deep and, and complicated. And I think that the way to, to put it most simplified is to say that it's a combination and that they, they all have truths. And that um, I, I think that, uh, okay, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I believe that, it, like I referenced earlier, that it is a unique experience for everybody. I think that they are connected to the source and we all have a different connection to it. But there's one thing that is generating all the power and it is you. I think that is the, the, the whole, that's the entire reality is that it's just one thing. 
So you are the 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 creative force is still inside of you as well, and you can keep creating. It's the example of the microcosm of the macrocosm. You are still the thing, always. So there's only one thing really ever happening. It sounds very simplified. No, but, but it's I get just what, the I get, one thing. <laughs> I get what you're saying because when when I when I when I think about it, when you when you're saying it. I'm thinking of scripture, actually. I'm thinking of Genesis. It's like from the beginning, and I know, I know, I understand stories. Stories from cultures are going to be different, right? But what I'm thinking of the the book of Genesis is like, yeah, it is all one thing, and then that choice unraveled it and put separation, and then the idea that there is more than one thing became alive and now we're living in some of us are have hell on earth because you're saying yeah i think it's you and so this is where this is where it sounds kind of psychedelic here for now this is where it sounds yeah, kind yeah. of psychedelic yeah, so i i get what you're saying and i agree because our choices because i do believe that each of us is born with our maker's image on our face yeah one true thing Right, the Creator's image is on all of our faces. Yeah, and the concept of what you're saying, one true thing. That's what when I when I'm saying these like because because we're kind of we're 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 going around the same thing, and we're tying we're tying it back together again because we're yeah. talking we're talking about the objective, objective truth being worked into working being worked out of people subjectively. Yeah, and. uh and that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to, to see people that are paying attention and recognizing and seeking. Right. And I think that all things, even they may appear to be different, but they all have the same things within them, just in different, you know, um, like you, you, uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to stumble on my words on that one, but I think that they, um, everything has all of the same ingredients <laughs> they're just different amounts you know <laughs> i hear you i hear you i think i know i think i have an idea of how you're gonna answer this next one i'm just not but i'm gonna ask it anyway i'm just about positive i know but i'm gonna ask it anyway the universe and all life in it do you think it's the result of a series of accidents or is there an intelligent designer behind it now you said um, you said creator already so I, that's why i figured you already yeah. you obviously believe something it. yeah 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 there's definitely i i think that there is a creator i believe in a creator definitely so, and i don't think it may be it might not be a human i think that that's a human thing to do is to want to humanize forces of nature you know it might be a force of nature I don't claim to know everything, but I believe that um, you have that connection to that creative force. I think that a lot of uh, a lot of the ways that people use and why we have religion is because of the it's a it's an ego it's an ego thing. They want to connect to the source, so you want to make you want to humanize it and speak to it. And I think that that's all you can do. And it's, it's important, but you don't, you can't, 
it says you can't see his face, right? Uh, <laughs> yes, it, yeah, it does. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I don't think we mean. can. I don't think we can really conceptualize it. I think that it's um, it's greater than you, but it's obviously conscious. We have consciousness, and I think that it, you having that relationship with it is what gives people that that power that other people might not have. That's cool. That's cool. Because, you know, when as you're saying that, I keep thinking of the word trust. trust a lot of people, I, I use the word trust in and with faith, like synonymously, they're the same thing. Yeah. Because in my life, as I've started, as I've walked out my life, I've realized that the places where I wasn't trusting God, I wasn't believing that he'd want to do something for me. Yeah. It was my own choice. Right. That makes sense, right? Because we were talking, and this is what's fascinating about about uh, your understanding of yourself and, and other people is that you, the micro and the individual, you can yeah. you can extrapolate that to the macro and the people, and uh, it's fascinating, it's so, man. You know, it's deep. There's so many different ways you can go with uh, what is on the other side. I think that we all have the same questions. That's why we're human and we're having this experience and the conversation. I think that's why the conversation exists because we go back and forth in our minds all the time. You know, you're not too sure or you can have that belief and have it show you and give you progress and go with it. I've had experiences where I believed things and, and followed that belief and gotten results from it and then had experiences that made me believe that I was doing witchcraft, you know, and that I was doing something that wasn't of God and that I was going into a dark place and manifesting demons, you know. Um, so it, it can go either way, you know, and it comes back to that trust thing, you know, and um, having that confidence and believe, believing in yourself and believing in your connection to God and knowing, you know, we, I, I, we had this conversation previously you and i and i brought up how uh the egyptian myth is weighing your heart against the feather right and then if it, if your heart is weighs heavier than the feather and you're doomed to 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 hell for all eternity right and if you're if the feather is you know stays even then you don't have guilt then you can go to heaven. So I remember talking about that with you too. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good conversation. So man. If you don't, yeah, I think it's how you feel about it. That's and cool. that's tough. Go <laughs> that's ahead, not go the ahead. same for that's not the same for everybody, right? Right. And that and 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 that's what's cool about having met you, is that is that, is that uh you know, sometimes I don't think I uh I don't believe in coincidences, but I like people meet. And it was cool. And sometimes it's, we take the opportunities to talk and sometimes we don't. And I'm glad we took the opportunity to get to know each other a little bit more for sure. Because yeah. you're an interesting person, Fidel, and you got a strong understanding of Thanks, life. Miguel. And I don't claim to know everything. I I um I still go through different phases in my life and and I've had seasons in my life where I've I've gone back and forth and, and not 
felt totally clear on my understanding right and i think that everyone goes through that and right. i think that's okay i think that's the the path we all go through i think that that's a, that's part of learning and, and being solidified in who you are is is the path that's how you you have the experiences to know what is and what isn't by experiencing and and going through it i think there's no way around it <laughs> i agree i agree man i agree so now i'm interested to hear the your answer to this next question because i think i do you i think you do believe in a life after this life i think you do but I'm, I'm i'm guessing but i do that's the first one do you believe in a life after this life and if you i believe do, that's possible hold on one second hold on there's a there's a follow-on do you believe there's some form of death if there's some form of payment due upon death payment yeah because you know that's what that's what is when it comes down to religions that's what that's what they're all performance i shouldn't say i won't say they're all performance based but i'll say this many of them are performance based they're like people are trying to do more good deeds than bad deeds and they're hoping that their good deeds outweigh their bad deeds and they can get into heaven see what i'm saying yeah i hear you um that's a good, good, good question. I default back to what I was referencing to earlier, which is it is up to you and your imagination. I think everything oh. comes from the mind. I do think that that is um, obvious to me in my reality. And I think that if people realized it and looked into their own lives, they would probably notice that their reality is generated by their imagination. <laughs> Most of the time, I think that that's what's going on. Um, and then sometimes things happen and then you don't, you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? You know, why am I, why is this happening to me? And then yeah. you learn and then you get wiser and then you become different. And now you can see all the things that you've done from a different point of view. And now you've gained more, right? And you keep growing. So I think that the answer to that question is that uh, the same way that people here are in different states of consciousness and have different levels of reality, I think that that would happen in this afterlife as well. I think some people may go to some place. I think some people may come back. I think that some people don't come back. I think some people can choose to rest and come back when they please. But I don't know if everyone's on that same level. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. And this is what I'm saying. It's like it's like people who seek this stuff, like research it and look for it in, in, in their life and apply it in their life. And that's what I get what you're saying there, man. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I think you get to decide at the end of the day. It's choice. <laughs> that's why it goes back to choice. There's, there's a choice. And uh, as you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, uh, I was listening to something and the person was like, yeah, this is the way they, this is the way they illustrated it. It was life is 10% uh, about what happens to you and 90% how you respond. Something like, you get what I'm saying? And, and that's where it's like, and that fits in with what you're saying. It's like, it's, it's you, you have the choice. And, Correct. And how and you the questions I get into is how do, how do you think we, are trained or how do we know how to react right where does this come from how where does that natural ability come from is it genetic uh, that's all i have to say for why some people have it and some people don't right i think it's a bloodline thing <laughs> you know 
Yeah, you know, because we when you say that, because when I, I when I get on, I think of scripture. Scripture says that blood has memory, and mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, science will say, oh, hereditary illnesses and all this kind of stuff. But the opposite also happens. People don't have any of that stuff, even though a parent did. Exactly. Habit happens all the time. Exactly. So I think uh, most people don't pay attention, but at the end of Forrest Gump, he says, you know, so there's people like Wendy who think that everything happens by, it's a whimsical thing and by chance. And then people like Lieutenant Dan that think that God is directly in charge. And I think what Forrest says is that it's a little bit of both. And then it cuts credit. (laughs) And that's, you know, that's what's, that's what's really fascinating about this life is that we do have free choice. We have free will. We have free will. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that you can also extrapolate if you're a a math person and you that you'll see that your free will is not so free. You know, your, your choices were always pretty limited and there's only certain amount of ways you can go. (laughs) No, I, I I agree with you. When you look at life and you kind of go, okay, what am I going to put my trust in? And this is what's interesting, really fascinating about what you said. He's like, yeah, I still believe in the one true God and I'm putting my trust in, in that. And there are a bunch of other places that we that people can go to put their trust in, and right. I've put my trust in things that don't pan out. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, I was trusting that thing," and what it was is it was trusting uh, blinders. I was trusting the blinders that I had on, and I should have been sure. taking those blinders off. That sure. makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I get this overwhelming feeling that we are born into a a momentum that you can't stop. And I think that that's probably what um, the Buddhists probably feel, the monks that are all just meditating. They're experiencing bliss because everything is already coming to them. And that time they're experiencing everything. So they don't have to go out and seek and and do things on this plane and and be physical because they're already getting everything all at once i think that's the goal like nirvana i think that all those things are going on on some other field already and we're just tuned into this one i i'm following you there man the hidden the unhidden and that and i think that's you're saying a lot of stuff that's making me think of scripture man because we're this one's not in the canon but the book of enoch the book of enoch is he talks about the hidden and the unhidden a lot in that and uh and yeah so you, I think for the listeners, it might sound like I'm contradicting myself, right? I don't think it does, actually. I don't think it does. Actually, I don't think you it don't does. Think so? I just, but it's, I just can't, like, as you're talking, I'm like, man, this lines up. I like the scripture, these scriptures are popping into my heads as you're talking. I'm just like, man, this lines up with that. And uh, so that's just, that's where I brought that up. But uh, so you're saying that the, if there's a, if payment due upon death, it's the choice of the person. Because it's what they chose. It's, is that kind of right? It's how they live. So the one expression is how you do anything is how you do everything. <laughs> so <laughs> I get I what you're saying. They will probably, you know, reap what they sow. And that yeah. that that can that can fall in line with reincarnation. That can fall in line with heaven or hell. That can find them, that that's all, those all could apply. 
I'm I'm I am not disagreeing with you, Fidel. I get what you're saying. It's it's a funny thing. And I'll just offer this. I'm just offer this one thing because this was something that starkly stood out when I when I when I started learning about it and then accepted it. And this is this is just something for me that that I was like, wow, this is something totally different. I'd always been taught that, you know, I had to I had to do a bunch of things in order to be pleasing to God or Jesus. Growing up, we talk about growing up, right? Yeah. And uh it ended up being the opposite. It ended up being the opposite that actually brought me into the personal relationship with him. Because it was not that I could perform my way into being accepted. It was that I was learning wrong. I was learning incorrectly about him. And it was all about, I can't perform enough to be loved by him. He gives it to me freely because he loves me that much. And that difference is when i look at when i look at judaism islam hinduism buddhism and others they all rely on the person's performance to earn yeah. them something in and that's what's interesting is that christianity i think too many denominations have done the same thing with christ and they've taken the personal They've, they've, they've watered down the personal relationship to the point where I have to do this in order to be pleasing. I have to do this in order to maintain my, if I don't, then there's separation. I should count on getting cursed or something. That was yeah. something that was unique when I, when, when that, when that, uh, when that happened in my life, I was like, wow. I mean, yeah. it, cha it changed my life because it was like, wow, the whole thing. And, yes. and then I really, 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 really understood that the Ten Commandments were not given to make us holy. They are holy, but they, I'm just speaking from, you know, you, you grew up Catholic, so you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The ten, the ten Commandments can't make us holy. They point to the fact that we cannot do it on ourselves. We can't do it in ourselves. Can't do it by ourselves. Yeah. We need great. We need to be. We need to receive love. Is what it is. We need to receive the love that He's offering us. Because he made us. Yeah. Go ahead. I think that we're here to be with other people. Obviously, that's how we continue right. the lifeline. That's how we stay alive. Where it's not meant to be an isolated experience. I think that. Um. Uh. Oh man, I, I I'm glad that you said this because I had the same experience where I found my belief when I was furthest away from trying to obey God and be a certain way that I was thinking that I had to be right the way that I was brought up to be that's how I found my real connection to this reality was being the furthest from what I would have thought right yeah um, I think that that's purposefully done where we don't actually gain that connection with reality so that we don't learn how to use it <laughs> it, it is it is it is a funny thing it's it's, it's a funny thing where you know, it's it's common for people when they're having hard times to call out to God and, and then they say, yeah, he actually, you know, things changed. Yeah. I felt something. <clears throat> Excuse me. But. Uh, oh, wow. No, you threw me for a spin there with what you last said. I started even talking on it and then I, I changed my subject because I wanted to reference that. Uh, 
you finding your faith and I'm being furthest from, you know, what you would expect. Going, you mean being in a place where you would expect to find faith and then finding it there. Right. right? right. That is, and that is what's fascinating about, and this is what, this is what is really encouraging and more than fascinating. It's, it's a lot of love. It's a lot of love. That is, that is when, when you say that, I can't stop thinking of scripture. When you talk, man, I can't. Okay, well, here, well, here hold, hold on. Let me, let me hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait. All right. Now, go this is, you go ahead, Vida. You go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I, because, you know, you keep referencing scripture, but I've seen it. And that, that's the why you have to go out and have the experiences for yourself. Right. Because in scripture, these people are having the experiences and you should be. You should have the experience and see what it really means. Right. Because I've I've been in sweat lodges with the Native Americans and then it gets really, really, really hot. And you yeah. think that you're going to fall out. You know, you're, you're trying to suck the cold air out of the floor because hot air rises. That's when you really learn that lesson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And you see people covering themselves with the cold mud and things like that. But and then you're you're struggling and they're singing the songs and the songs kind of help you breathe with the thing. Because if you just try to breathe, it feels like it's burning. Yeah. Um, you try to get in some type of rhythm. Yeah. And you think you're hurting and you think you feel so bad. And some, you know, there's just an old lady somewhere sitting on the other side. You can't see because it's so dark in there and you hear her make the slightest sound. And all of a sudden now you're just all you're praying for her. Right. And that's when you learn it's not really about just you, you know, and it's always like that. And that's, I think, why we're here, you know, as an experience. I don't think it's meant to be a singular experience. That's why we need each other in this reality. I agree, man. I agree. That's a that's a cool story to tell at that point right there, man. That's a cool story to tell at that point, because the way we worship can look different. The way we worship does look different. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's cool. That's very cool. I'm sorry. I know I cut you off. No, never, Fidel. You don't need to apologize at all, man. You know, I, yeah, that's no big deal, man. You know that. So uh, you kept uh, referencing how it is. Uh, it's a communal effort. You know, you can't do it by yourself. That I'm glad. So you reminded me right there because that, yeah. as you said that, and, and that's when I said that. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Sorry, yeah, man. I got this. I this this pollen has got me so boogery, man. I can't stand it. I can't. <laughs> You know, I got these headphones on. It's just like, oh, I'm sure I'm stumbling and slurring my words all over the place. But I apologize for that if I was. But image, God's image on each of our faces and community. Yes. That makes that makes complete sense. Yes. When that's I think, what I got mostly from the Native American experience. And that's cool. You have to. That's how you get through. You. That's how you survive. We need each other. And we all have God's image on our face, if you believe it or not. It's a choice to believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I could reference exactly what I've been part of, but the American government declared it illegal. Nope. Hey, man, that's all right. Now, I'm not asking you to divulge anything, man, because, you know, I'm not. I'm not. Not at all, man. I think, I think uh, you know, you know, when I think of the, the Native Americans and indigenous people in the Americas, period, and I think of scripture and and uh, and some people will make an argument against scripture and say, "Oh, you know, uh, God committed genocide, or God, God uh, wiped out all these people." But obviously, they still were around. So, were they really wiped out or not? 
and then I think of the Native Americans and the indigenous people in, in the in the of of really. I mean, I'm in we're in the Western Hemisphere, so I'm thinking of the Western Hemisphere, but they're all over the world. Yeah. yeah. We are all indigenous in some place. Absolutely. And uh and I think of when I think of the scripture and I think of the, that concept of what I was talking about, where they say some uh, uh, a country or a nation was decimated or wiped out. And I think of the, the individual, the indigenous people here in America's and it's, it's similar. It's like, yeah, very much so. Very yeah. similar, right? It's very similar decimated, but still here. Yes. Still here. And still growing and you know they got some crazy stories <laughs> was oh i i don't know that you don't have to say you don't have to share it because i hate well, it's part that, of the folklore that's all right okay you know, all right long about as, underground you know actual underground communities like i've heard under, of some yeah, yeah i've heard of some stuff like that <laughs> yeah imagine that <laughs> that'd be interesting that'd be interesting <laughs> but that that part uh it it does it does uh does make it does make a lot of sense to yeah. be to be so to think that you're so far away from the source but yet the source is still there with you right and that it's alluding back to right what i said my first day of kindergarten how do i know that all these others are real how do i know that they're not oh, okay. experience of me how do i know that this is that we're all gonna you know like that they're not like some robot computer or something that we're all not going to die and have the same experience or whatever like the existential question you know um uh and then also i even lost my train of thought on that this is the type of conversation that's always going to keep doing that to me <laughs> <laughs> it's all right man it's all, all right. right it does it to me too you know the funny thing is, is yeah. i'm the host and it happens to me all the time so don't worry about it dude <laughs> it's okay it's okay it's just this i think that this topic does that naturally well, it brings out a lot of different. It, it does, and because it, it, we're talking about we're talking about meaning and purpose in life, and it's not you know, it, it's 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 dynamic. There's no static in it. It is dynamic. Absolutely, but yeah. Oh, that's what I was saying. I think that in both the situations I had, where I haven't even told you about the second one because I feel like it's a it's a, a wild story that could be misinterpreted by many people. Uh, but I think that when you have those experiences, what those are the thoughts you always have. Is it just me here? Is it all just me here? And then it's a lonely feeling. Right. Feeling, right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. Because that's what, that's what, and this is what's interesting about, this is what's interesting about this time in history where we've, the, the world's come out of a pandemic. And everybody was isolated to a degree, you know, everybody took it to a degree. But the idea of death was on everybody's mind at the same time. And the idea of it being so, like life being so fragile was there on everybody's mind. Some people believe it, some people don't. I'm not going to get all that, but the world went through it together. And it's a very fascinating time to be alive. And, uh, and have these things and, and and observe life and live life with people and yeah. meet people and understand things are not always the way we think they are. Things are not always the way we're told they are. And I'm speaking of, when I say that, I'm thinking about 
how I was taught about Jesus and God. The way I was taught about Jesus and God from denominations was actually a little bit of truth, but a lot missing. And and that's where that's where uh, it's always fascinating to meet people who, when they run into things, just like that. This is we can talk about this from the literal and the figurative. That fight in the in that yard in that ring when you got hit, we can run into things and they can stop us or we can make the choice to let them not stop us. Correct. And that is, that is, uh, it's cool to meet people because it's encouraging. I think it's encouraging for everybody to hear things and then and, and life stories where the person's like, yeah, you know, these things happen and then we can change. We can yeah. change. They don't have to stay the same. I really appreciate that compliment. That I find that I take that as a compliment. You know, I think that it is. Um, and uh, it's a you know we're talking figuratively and physically, and I think that it can be talked about on a micro microcosm and macrocosm scale as well. And I think that that's how things are as well. You can choose to go through life and death and come back if you want, if you want, if you wanted to. I think that you could choose to go and rest if you wanted to. And I think that at a certain point, you're probably still going to come back. That's why we're all here. You know, we all have the experience. You know, I think that time is relevant to us. But if you were the entire thing, you could just pop in and out when you want. You got a fascinating <laughs> view on life, Fidel. And I like talk. I don't like talking with you all the time, man. It's cool. Is there, is there anything you want to let people know about what you got going on in the future? You don't have to, but if you got something, hey, if you got something, you don't have to. But is, uh, gonna, what I'm saying is, you got you got the closing words, man. Thank you. Thanks, Miguel. Uh, right now, I'm just getting ready for my next fight. There's no date yet. I'm in Florida. I'm getting ready for MMA. I've done some bare knuckle fights. I'm open to it. I'm uh, just getting myself on that next level as a professional fighter. Right on, man. Right on. Thank you very much, Fidel. This is the conversation. Came oh, sorry, man. I'm done. Let me get a sip of water before I close this out. I really appreciate you. Thank oh, you, Fidel. Thank you, Fidel. Oh, we're not over yet. I still got to close this out, man. This sure. pollen is messing me up. <laughs> no, same here. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity Podcast. Our special guest is professional mixed martial artist Fidel Paulino. Check him out. You can Google his name. You can search his name. You're going to find him. And you're going to see that fight that we were talking about. And you'll understand a bit more with video how it applies literally, figuratively, and in the meaning of life. Love you all. <laughs>